Hi, Pathway family, and welcome to week three of our 2020 Advent Christmas series. We're so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about the love of God today. And so instead of saying anything cutesy or anything like that, I just want to get directly into the Word of God and directly into this morning's teaching. So if you would, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9. And if you don't know where the book of Isaiah is, there's a table of contents in front of your Bible. Don't be afraid to use that. And we've been using this passage for the last three weeks. And it's just a good passage to talk about the advent of God. And so we're going to start in verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 9. And it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this morning. And as we talk about your love, I pray that you would change our hearts, Lord, and that we would experience what that love means. And Lord, as we talk about Advent, as we talk about Christmas, and there's so many different emotions and different feelings going in the, on during this time, Lord, I just pray that you would be present here in our hearts and in our lives this morning or this evening, whenever we're watching this. And Lord, that you would just touch our lives in a special way today and during this season. We love you, and we just ask that you would teach us how to love you more. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So without being too sarcastic or too coy, this world needs more love. And there's songs about love. There's songs about how all you need is love. Um, there's different attitudes towards love. And during Christmas especially, we experience all of these um, marketing campaigns and ad campaigns talking about how we need to unify and we need to come together and how we need to love one another and, and treat each other equally and all of these different things. And these are great thoughts, but without Christ, the truth is they're unachievable. And so the entire world is working towards love, but without Christ, there is no, I mean, that's why the idea of the re, Jesus is the reason for the season, like that is the purpose of this is so that we experience his love. And Jesus shows us not only how to live, but also how to love. And a great example of that, and we're going to talk about this in 1 John chapter 4. We're going to read in verses 7 to 11 about how God's love really manifests itself. And <clears throat> and starting in verse 7 of 1 John chapter 4, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this is the love of God, uh, in this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. God is love. And the implications to that very statement is just interesting. And then the first couple of verses here, it talks about everyone who, who loves is born of God and knows God. And so there's different questions that come along with that, and such as, does that mean that a person, if you don't love or if you don't know God, it's impossible for you to love and things like that? And guys, I am not going to get into that kind of a question right now because mainly we don't have the time to sit here for three hours and kind of parse all of that out. Uh, but we do want to talk 
about some of these verses. And the main reason to bring these verses up is to see how God to chose to show us his love. And he chose to show us his love through the manifestation of the person of Jesus Christ his son. And the love that it's talking about here in these verses is a special kind of love. It's it's the Greek word agape. It's the love that is unconditional. It's it's um perfect love. It's never ceasing. And there's in my opinion guys, I may differ from you guys on this and that's completely okay, but I mean I don't even know if it's possible for humans to experience or to give agape love. And the reason behind that is because I love my kids and I love my wife and I love my friends and family. Um, But sometimes that love, I don't like them very much for sure. And so we can get to the point where that love is conditional upon how they treat us or how we treat them. And, And so that is not agape love. Agape love knows no beginning and it knows no end. And so, so personally, I don't know. I, I kind of have struggled with this or wrestled with this idea for a while now. And I just don't know if humans are even capable of this love, but I do know that God is capable of this love because that's the love that is described of him the most. Um, and so, so even John 15, 13, Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And Jesus guys did just that when he went to the cross, he laid down his life for not just his friends, but for his enemies. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but guys, that is what this agape love encompasses. And so often our love, like I said, is so dependent on how people treat us or what we get out of loving them or what they give us and or what they do for us in return for that love. And so these are things that do not define agape love. And and the truth of the matter is, is guys, that's the that's the physical earthly relationship. A lot of people say the horizontal relationship, whereas the vertical relationship, the love that God gives us, guys, you cannot earn that love. You've done nothing to earn it and you cannot do anything to earn it. God gives it and he chose to give it to us freely through Jesus Christ. It's not our great worth or our amazing eloquent speeches or our good deeds or anything like that that make God love us. It is the fact that he just loved us in spite of us. And Romans chapter five talks about it a lot where even while we were at war, we were enemies with God. He sent his son to die for us. While we were still in sin, he died for us at the perfect moment. And so there's this idea where God, his love is so great for us that even while we were against him, even while we were warring with him, he loved us perfectly. And Jesus came to give us that hope that we've been talking about, the peace that we've been talking about, and this love that we're talking about today. And we can see in his life and in his death how we are ought to be living our lives here on this earth because he is that perfect example that we are to look towards to see how to live our lives while we were here while we are here on this earth. And so we're going to talk about a life of love. And Jesus was our perfect example of how to live that life of love, to glorify God with our lives. And arguably one of the most important attributes that Christ teaches us is to emulate love. Specifically, our love for one another. If we read again back in chapter 4 of 1 John, I'm just going to get it exactly because I don't want to paraphrase. 
in verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so this is the idea of sacrificial love. This is the idea of preferring others before ourselves. And again, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But guys, we have this picture in Jesus Christ of a completely sacrificial love, a complete love that has no regard for my own desires or my own intentions, but complete desire for you guys to be benefited, you guys to experience the love that I can give you, which is nothing compared to the love that God can give you. First Peter 4 uh, verses 7 through 9 says this, but the end of all things is at hand. <laughs> Amen. Preach it, brother. Uh, Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another, and hear this, without grumbling. <laughs> and those are the words that are the kicker, <laughs> is without grumbling we are to love one another. And this is this flies in the face of a lot of things that we, we experience today. It may come as a shock to some of you guys, but we are to be nice to each other, and we're to love each other, and not to complain about everything to anyone that will listen. It's not our, our goal in life to do that. And, and so we tend to create defenses against people that, that come against us. And, and when we do that, we limit our love that is uh, our, the ability of our love to help those who disagree with us even. Uh, we are to love our enemies, as Jesus talks about. And so, so we don't want to do that. We want to experience full love, not limited love, limitless love, not limited love. And so, so the idea here is that we actually, we come and we, as, as first Peter says, we be hospitable to one another. And sometimes that's really easy without grumbling is the key. And that's sometimes very hard for us when we feel like we should be sharing our opinion with everybody. And so like this, this idea of limiting our love should not be the case. We shouldn't be loving towards one another. Uh, sorry, we should be loving towards one another and we should do it hoping for the best outcome for the other person. The idea of this love is that, that I don't love you and, and just think, man, you're just stupid and, and I'm going to love you and you're so blessed to have my love. The idea of loving each other um, and having preference is, is the idea of, I want you to flourish. We talk about it a lot here in the office is, is we want our ceilings to be other people's floor. I want you guys to experience more love than I experienced. I want you guys to experience better things than I've ever experienced. And, and that's the idea, even when we read in Romans 12, verse 10, it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. That's phileo. If you guys want the Greek for that one, it's more of the idea of, of a com comradeship. Um, but the brotherly love, be affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. And that giving preference is the biggest part is that I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the scraps and you're going to get the, the best meal. I'm going to sit at the foot of the table while you get the head of the table. Showing preference to one another is, is saying, I don't care about my own needs. I care about your needs. I want to take, I want to help take care of you. And how can I love you better? Not how can I love myself better and not for my own personal gain and not for all the things that I want in life, but just so that you 
can succeed, so that you can flourish, so that you can experience God even more. And look, Jesus gave us a new command to love one another as I have loved you. He loved us to literal death. He loved us to a death on the cross. And that is the same love that we are to show to our enemies, not just to people who agree with our personal stances. Uh, to quote that, that passage exactly for you guys, because I want to make sure that we, we get Jesus's words right on the button. It's in John 13, verses 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Uh, By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have a love for one another. And that's so important. People will know who we are if we love one another. They will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ if we love one another. And guys, I've said this before, and I know that you guys have heard this before. Christians are the only people, they're the only army that'll shoot their wounded. <laughs> and sometimes we shoot them in the back. And guys, we argue about Calvinism and Arminianism and, and COVID measures, and we argue about all these different things, and we just attack one another. And, and guys, the world is looking. The world is watching. I talked to I talked to my brother just just a couple weeks ago, and and he was telling me as a, as a non-believer just how how silly he thinks the church is because we can't agree on on how to how to live our lives, and we can't agree on just loving people. He 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 said, "Isn't that what we're supposed to be about? Is as Christians, aren't we supposed to be about loving one another?" And I said, "Yeah, that's exactly what we're supposed to be about." Sometimes we we miss that mark, and so guys, we need to recenter our focus. Where is our where is our main focus? Well, it's on loving one another. And I sound like a hippie right now, and I apologize for that. Uh, believe me, that's not my intention. <laughs> But guys, we need to recenter and we need to start loving each other. And here's the thing is you're never more like God than when you're loving others. We are to be holy as he is holy. And when we are loving others, then we become more like God. And if God is love, that's who we want to be. And so where love is extended to others, we can see God working in our own lives. We can see him starting to change our own hearts when we start loving others. And really, guys, and this is where we're going to we're going to go with this Christmas idea, this idea of of Jesus's birth is we were given a gift of love. Jesus's birth was God's gift to mankind. In this little child, the world would see the first perfect life lived. He would live his life as an example for all who desire to have a relationship with God the Father. He would be arrested and accused, condemned to die on a cross. And his death on that cross would provide forgiveness for all sins that all sinners would ever commit. Not just some, not just a few, but all. He gave his life in an ultimate act of love. He rose from the grave three days later and, and conquered death for, the, for good. It was over. It was a gift of love that is free for anyone who desires it. And that's so important during this Christmas season that we understand that that is the purpose. Why God sent his son to do this? It wasn't just so God could show us that, oh, it's possible for a human being to live a perfect life. Because, guys, quite frankly, it's not possible. Jesus is the only one that can do it uh, or could ever do it. It wasn't just to rub it in our faces that he's God and we're not. 
It was for a purpose, and that purpose was for him to show very physically, very personally, that he loves us so much so, so much so that he's willing to forgive us of the sins that separated us from him for eternity in the person of Jesus Christ. 1 John 1.9 says this, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He loves us so much that he was willing to die for us so that our sins would not only be forgiven, but that they would be washed away completely. And now look, there's peripherals all over the place. And you guys know this. There's, there's little arguments here and there's little different sects here and there. And there's different opinions flying all over the place now. And there's different views on how Christians should be living or how they should be acting. Some people think that we should go to the woods and disappear and just let the world burn. Other people think that we should be very involved in what the world is doing and trying to look as much like the world and still be Christian as possible. And wherever you land on that spectrum, guys, that's okay. I'm here, I want to tell you guys right now, I love you no matter where you land on that spectrum. I care about you and where you're at, and I, I would hope that your Christians, Christian friends, brothers, sisters, family, whatever, that they would, ex- they would express the same love towards you as I'm trying to express right now, is that we don't care where you land on that spectrum. We just want to love you. Because all of these little peripherals, guys, they don't, they don't end the story. God's love ends the story. Jesus' sacrifice ends the story. That is the period on all of our salvation. And so, guys, we want to be loving. I want to be more loving. And I apologize to those of you who feel like I have not loved you good or well. (laughs) My English is real good. Uh, But guys, I want to love you better. And so, even the the idea of one of my friends has come up, and I think I even said it in the opening prayer, is, is the idea of I need to be taught by God, how to love him better and how to love others better. And so I want to be sure that we're doing that. And look, to conclude here, I believe that we all desire to be loved by someone or something. The sad fact is, is that so many of us look for love in all the wrong places. Uh, God's love is demonstrated to us in and through his son, Jesus. He desires a relationship with each of us and sacrificed his son so that we could have that relationship. The only way that that gap is bridged is through his son's sacrifice. And through his son is the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so we need to be experiencing that love from Jesus Christ and we need to pour that love out on others. And so in this Christmas season, Look to God, who is love, to experience a love that is unending, unchanging, and unfathomable to fill your life in whole new ways. And guys, I promise you that as you continue to learn to love Him, you'll learn how to love others more than you could have ever hoped. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you've loved us even while we were enemies with you, even while we were warring against you, Lord. You reached down and you you loved us with your son. And Lord, you placed this baby in this earth to live a perfect life and to die a death that he didn't deserve so that our sins could be forgiven and our relationship with you could be restored. So Lord, I pray that we would remember that daily, not just during the Christmas season, but daily as we walk forward with you, that we would remember that you loved us and so that we 
we need to love others. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We pray that you would continue to teach us how to love you more. We love you and we thank you in your name. Amen.